Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and I am recording this podcast a little late. And when I say late, I mean it's like 8.27 a.m. on Friday, and I usually have them queued up <laughs> for 6 a.m. And um, I went out of town, and I think think that vacation mode just kind of stayed in my system. I've been procrastinating a little bit more than I'd like to. Um, but anyway, I don't think anyone's going to notice, but I wanted to share with you all what I'm doing. Um, and I also know that I was going to post about Jupiter in Aquarius for all 12 signs, and I still plan on doing that. Maybe next week or the week after. But I wanted to post about Rahu and K2 because I saw some really interesting consistencies with what is happening now in the placement of having K2 in the sign of Scorpio and Rahu in the sign of Taurus. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit more about it and bring some awareness to the consistencies. And this isn't necessarily surprising to me, but I want to share because I think it's really helpful for those of you who are doing your own astrological research or want to see how these types of placements can affect world events or it's really like the environment it's like ha it's like the environment that's being created in the world really or karmas that are coming to the surface because Rahu and K2 are so influential when it comes to karma um, of course karma being a law you know as we act things progress if we move something in space that object is going to be affected karma just simply means that if there's an action there's a reaction and rahu and k2 demonstrate how that works um, and before we do get further into that i want to remind you all that i am a vedic sidereal astrologer and so i'm going to be talking about rahu and k2 which are different terms from the western system and of course they will be in the sidereal signs of scorpio and taurus if you do want to see your birth chart your vedic sidereal birth chart you can go to my website innerknowing.yoga click on offerings and then chart to calculate your birth chart just keeping in mind that if you're coming from a western background it is going to change. <laughs> um, okay, so getting into this. And a lot of this are a lot of the things I'm going to discuss today are things that I've seen. And I didn't really feel like it was necessary to talk about until now. And most of that is because I didn't want to instill any anxiety in people. And you know, I also understand the benefit of talking about things that are important and life altering, you know, but anyway, I'm going to talk about them today and draw some parallels between what we have seen historically and what we are seeing today, because I think that it's profoundly interesting. Some of them are not anxiety inducing, but I just wanted to give that heads up because some of the stuff we're going to be talking about is kind of anxiety inducing and a, and like uh, disturbing. Um, but not everything is disturbing. Some of it is just interesting information. And I'll be sure to give any like trigger warnings before I talk about anything that's too creepy. But talking about Rahu and Ketu first. So these are the karmic nodes of the moon. And they represent karmic implications. And 
in the placement that they're in right now with K2 being in Scorpio and Rahu being in the sign of Taurus, this is an exaltation point, okay? Rahu does very well in the sign of Taurus and K2 does very well in the sign of Scorpio. That means that their effect is going to be that much more powerful. And particularly K2 being in the sign of Scorpio. This is an incredibly deep placement. And what it has the potential to do is expose truths. It has the ability to go underground and dig things up and find what is real. And it also has the ability to expose things and bring things to the surface. Scorpio is a very government-oriented sign. Um, we were discussing this recently in a class. Anurata has a connection to the government. And Jeshta, of course, has a connection to secrets and underground mysteries and also control. It's a very controlling, powerful nakshatra. And when we think about power and control, you know, the government is often associated with that. The government has a lot of power and a lot of control. And something that I always tell people is that the eighth house is so often connected. And I say the eighth house because it has a connection to the eighth sign, which is Scorpio has a connection to these underground hidden mysteries of life, the metaphysical world, tarot, astrology, all that stuff. But it also has a connection to research and science and government activity because it's hidden. It's stuff that you don't really see. Like a laboratory, for example, it's something that you don't see. It's like hidden away. When, when have you seen a lab? You know what I mean? Under very rare circumstances. Same things with government affairs. It's something that's hidden away. It's not something that's generally super public unless, of course, it's like a ceremony or something like that. So this is that scorpionic nature is what I'm trying to say. And throughout history, we have seen um, how things play out when this placement occurs, when Ketu is in Scorpio and Rahu is in Taurus. And so some of the easy things that I think maybe you're already familiar with is that the CIA was created when Rahu was in Taurus and Ketu was in Scorpio. The National Security Act of 1947 was created um, during K2 being in Scorpio and Rahu being in Taurus, and Homeland Security was established when K2 was in Scorpio and Rahu was in Taurus. And so I do think that we are going to see some more of this influence around security, influence around traveling, which some of you may be really supportive of and some of you may not be super supportive of, but it's something to just understand that this placement is setting the tone of having new rules and regulations around security. Okay. Other things that I noticed is that the human genome sequencing came out at the time, I believe it was in 2003. Yeah, it was April 2nd, 2003. Human genome sequencing was introduced. And on June 4th, 1984, DNA was successfully cloned from an extinct animal for the first time. So there's all of this emphasis on science and a new way of viewing science and DNA, which is super, super fascinating to me. And it makes so much sense given the fact that K2 is currently exalted. You know, that's how I view it. There was a lot of space exploration happening 
in these periods of time. I went back and I looked at like, I don't know, seven or eight different time periods. And of course, they're all going to be a little bit different. But Rahu and Ketu are so massively influential when considering world events. Um, But anyway, so lots of space activity. I know that trying to explore Mars more in depth right now is a huge topic. And what is interesting is that the first probe to fly by Mars happened on November 28th, 1964, which was when, again, KT was in Scorpio and Rahu was in Taurus. And the first person to walk in space happened on March 18th, 1965. Again, KT was in Scorpio, Rahu was in Taurus. The first woman went into space during this time period as well. Lots of space exploration. And having scientific breakthroughs you know there were also some um some things around stem cell research that occurred during these time periods as well another thing to take into account this is so interesting again k2 in scorpio so much to do with government affairs um just because of the sign of Scorpio and the power that K2 gets when it comes into the sign. On October 2nd, 1984, Richard Miller was the first FBI agent to be charged with espionage, which I just think is so incredibly fascinating. Um, Because again, it's like showing, it's like digging up and revealing. It has this like revealing quality to it. And getting in to some other scientific things, I know I'm kind of going back and forth a little bit. Um, on April 23rd, 1984, HIV was identified. And this was when they were really figuring out what I did, what, what it was and what it was doing. And of course, the first outbreak of HIV happened when Rahu and K2 were in the nakshatras of Mula and Ardra, as I've discussed on previous podcasts. But at this point in time, after some time had passed, now scientists were figuring out what it actually was, how it affected the body, how it worked. And again, it's, we're having the scientific type of breakthrough. So I do think that in this time period, we are going to start seeing a new way of handling medicine and health and healing, or having new discoveries about what some illnesses are and how they're operating and how they're working. There was also a lot of activity with the civil rights movement. The Voting Rights Act of 1965 was put into place, which really did a lot to end discriminatory voting practices, such as including literary tests as a prerequisite of voting. But, you know, with the way that things are currently and have been throughout history with gerrymandering and these other types of practices it's like i don't want to say it was like completely abolished because those types of restrictions still happen and are still perpetuated but it did do a lot to empower many black americans to vote um now getting into some things that are perhaps a little bit more touchy so i just want to give this heads up if you don't feel like talking about more tomastic things tomastic is like inertia and darker and heavy and uh, not super light and pure maybe you know you can skip the rest of this part i don't want this to hamper your day so if you'd like to turn this segment off now i hope you have a wonderful day so for those who are sticking around something that i did notice is that there was a lot of nuclear activity. Many countries around the world were ex- 
exploring or experimenting with nuclear weapons pretty intensely. I mean, when I was going through, it was like, it, it was just the time of testing nuclear weapons, I guess. And of course, the Vietnam War also happened during this period. The Vietnam War went on for such a long time, but some of the um, dates did fall with K2 being in Scorpio and Rahu being in Taurus. But just a lot of, again, just a lot of bombs and also a lot of suicide bombings and bombings of holy places and sacred places was something else that I noticed, which is always so, I mean, all of it's awful, right? But it did remind me of the two ballistic missiles that were currently um, set off by North Korea. And so this may be something that continues to be seen in the media. You know, this could be something that continues to trend. I, I've seen this with another placement as well. So I do think that there is going to be some tension. I think that countries are going to be maybe getting a little bit antsy about that, perhaps, and um, doing their own explorations. So... I did see I did see something that was actually really fabulous to kind of break that up. There was the creation of the UNICEF. If you're unfamiliar with that, it is the United Nations efforts to protect children and help children. So there were some humanitarian efforts happening as well. There was a lot going on with the UN and some people getting expelled from the UN, people wanting to have new ways of approaching the UN. So that was something that was going on as well. And this is probably the creepiest part, in my opinion. Um, and it's just like so scorpionic, like as scorpionic as it can get. In this time period of having K2 in Scorpio and Rahu in Taurus, this was when the Black Dahlia um, event occurred. So this was in this was January 9th, 1947, when Elizabeth Short was last seen before she was murdered. And also, so KT was in Scorpio, Rahu was in Taurus. Also, whenever Ted Bundy's victims were going missing throughout that time period, KT was in Scorpio and Rahu was in Taurus. And recently in the UK, a woman had gone missing and they are currently trying to figure out who her assaulter was, though they believe they know who it was. But then also in the United States, we did just have that horrible infant with Asian women being targeted and killed. And so that consistency was just super, super bizarre and odd. And I really hope that this is nothing that we continue to see. Um, but that was a pattern that I noticed that I did want to point out. And again, I mean, trying to end this conversation on a happier note, there was, of course, um, peace. There were peace marches happening. And on February 10th, 1947, the World War II peace treaty was signed. So there were things that were happening. There was also a lot of, again, like these scientific breakthroughs and also having these breakthroughs through space. So I don't think it's going to be a complete time period of death and despair. That's not what I think that it is, but I do think that we are going to have new ways of traveling, which is interesting, right? Because the Twin Towers, when 9-11 happened, this was when Rahu 
and K2 were in Mula and Ardra. When COVID happened, Rahu and K2 were in Mula and Ardra. And then we had Homeland Security established, and now we are also going to have new ways of traveling. So it is just interesting to see how massive world-altering events contribute to changes in security. You know, it is super, super fascinating to see how the karmic nodes work in this way. And I think that it gives us such a better understanding of time. And that's what we're doing, right? With Vedic astrology is it's the science of time. We're looking at how time is going to move, what types of events are going to happen, and how things are going to take shape. So I do think that we can expect new ways of traveling and having new ways of security. Um, I do think that we're going to have new ways of exploring space or having new breakthroughs with space. Again, I know that visiting Mars is like such a huge topic right now, um, but we may have new ways of visiting space or new ideas presented to visit space. I know some people are already playing with this idea of doing like you can pay money to visit space as an adventure. So we may see some more movements in that direction. I do think that science is going to change how we approach science. And I had mentioned this on the Jupiter and Aquarius podcast, but I think that there is going to be new ways of healing that are just completely beyond anything that we have been able to conceptualize so far. I think that we're going to have massive scientific breakthroughs in this area. And so something else that I did want to discuss is that K2 is going to move, K2 is in Scorpio, it's currently in Jeshta, but it's going to move into the nakshatra of Anuradha in May. And so I think that we can really start to see changes with government implementations or government ideas when K2 enters Anuradha. The other thing that I do want to mention is that right now Saturn is in the sign of Capricorn and Mercury has moved into its debilitation point in the sign of Pisces. K2 is in the nakshatra of Jeshta in this moment in time, okay? If you're listening to this in the future, it, it won't be necessarily applicable anymore. But Jesha is ruled by Mercury. And so I think that during this time period, things are going to get a little bit more confusing. Again, I think that truths are going to be coming out, but people aren't going to necessarily know what to believe. By the time that K2 moves into Anuradha, which is ruled by Saturn. This is when I think that things are going to start feeling a little bit more clear. I think that things are going to start happening. You know, changes are really going to start taking shape. And the other thing that I wanted to mention as well, just paying attention to the placement of Rahu, I think it's so fascinating that Rahu in the nakshatra of Rohini has this connection to women. I do want to say with Ted Bundy, I mean, he's kind of hard because he like tried to kidnap people and then he people started disappearing. And I believe that it actually began when Rahu was in Taurus and Mergashira. Um, and, you know, it continued with Rahu and Rohini, of course. The Black Dahlia event did occur with Rahu and Rohini and then this recent massacre in the United States, a horrible, horrible um, event 
Rahu was in the nakshatra of Rohini, and Rohini is seen as one of the most feminine nakshatras. It does have to do with feminine energy and the feminine essence, you know, and it's just really fascinating to see that consistency. And again, it's also interesting because women won the right to vote when Rahu is in Aries and K2 is in Libra, which is going to be again after March 2022. So it's another demonstration of how this time works. It's just so fascinating. It's like having this more delicate time for women and something um, that could potentially bring harm to women and then followed by like a rejuvenation period of women gaining uh, rights which again I'll make another podcast on for the upcoming transit maybe I mean that will happen maybe in a few months but Anyway, I had had this on my mind. Once I saw the ballistic missiles in North Korea, I thought that I would make a segment on this just because of how many consistencies there were. And of course, the health passports that are coming to the forefront. I saw that and I thought that it would be an interesting time to talk about the CIA and Homeland Security. So I hope that this segment was helpful. I hope that you found it fascinating. The last thing that I do want to add is that during all of this, you know, there was also a lot of emphasis on revolution and having opportunity for change. You know, Um, the Beatles were huge during some of these periods and really speaking out about their ideologies and their beliefs and really challenging different systems or challenging different mindsets and having a, a different way of approaching the world. And as we move throughout time, things are never going to be the same. It's going to be so rare to find a time period that is identical to what we're moving through now. And so what we're moving through is completely unique. This is a completely unique period of time. And with everything conjoined, you know, when I am looking at the current planetary positions, I think that this is a time of really having personal revolutions and also having revolutions around the world. I think that things are really going to shift and change for the better. And in order for things to shift and change, there do need to be massive events. I was telling somebody this recently, like, I've been talking about this big economic shift and big shifts in currency. Those types of things don't happen spontaneously. It takes massive events that are generally uncomfortable for these big types of changes to occur. And so we are going to be seeing events that are big enough to create change. And I do think that we are going to see people really start seizing their own personal power and autonomy, especially with social media. You know, we've never had social media operating at the place that it is now. And with things like social media, there are a lot of downsides to social media, but there's also a lot of opportunity to come together and to use your voice and to make messages be heard that historically would never have been published you know our only sources of news were through things like the newspaper or 
images that we see as we're walking down the street. And now people have the ability to broadcast their voice and broadcast their message and what it is that they believe in. So I think that there's so much opportunity for good change and positive growth and people coming together to work towards a future that they believe is going to be fair and just and right. Um, I, I do believe that this K2 in Scorpio is going to help reveal things with the addition with having K2 in Scorpio and also having Jupiter moving towards Neptune. I guess something I should say for the United States is that Jupiter and Neptune coming together for the United States is going to really impact the media and really impact the news that we're receiving and what we're getting and what we're being told. And I think that we are going to learn a lot. I think that we're going to learn a lot and hear a lot and see a lot that had historically been under wraps, right? Because Scorpio, it has this ability to dig things up and to reveal things. So I think that we have a lot to look forward to. I think it's going to be hard. I think that there are going to be challenging points. I do think that there's going to be unrest. I think that countries are going to start taking measures that feel protective to them, which may feel threatening to other people. Um, but I do think that we're going to witness a very revolutionary time. And Again, people have the ability to bind together in a way that I don't think has ever been as easy, just utilizing the platforms of social media. So, And so really, this podcast was just to kind of validate things we've been seeing, you know, things that have already been happening, things that we've already taken note of, and something to keep in mind for the upcoming months. And Remember that everyone listening to this podcast has the power to change their own lives and change the lives of other people. And so with this information and with knowing what we know, how do we want to move forward? You know, how do we want to create life in our day-to-day -day world that is harmonious and peaceful and loving and sincere? Um, and, you know standing up for people who you agree with and maybe unpopular. I think that paying attention to the voices that are not popular is really important. You know, if someone is saying something and the rest of the world is shooting them down, I think that it's so important to hear what they have to say and, and why they're saying it and where it's coming from. I think it's really easy to get swept away with what's popular and what's easy to believe and what's comfortable to believe. And I think that really challenging ourselves and I'm not saying that you necessarily have to agree with everything that you hear. I just think it's so important to keep our minds open to different possibilities and different belief systems that may be different than our own, you know. And uh, I think that's a huge point of tension. I think it's a huge point of divisiveness and self-righteousness. You know, we, we do a lot um, – to prove ourselves kind of and I, I think that all of us can be I think that all of us are prone to that at different points in time and um, just being mindful of it being mindful of how belief systems work and what really brings value to people and seeing inherent worth in others because ideology belief status 
what people are following you know none of this has anything to do with worth there is inherent worth within all of us so I hope that this was helpful I hope that we can move forward with humility and kindness and patience and support you know support and never ever being cruel never being cruel never um never accepting cruelty. I saw a quote that I want to share with you guys. It was like never, it was something along the lines of never allowing someone to be humiliated in your presence. And I think that's so powerful because shame and humiliation is so toxic and can really destroy people. So really working to stand by others and not letting other people be humiliated or shamed in your presence. If you'd like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga. Please follow me on Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast. And I would love to see you on Patreon, patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. Again, my name is Christine. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Thank you.